You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 101. If you've been making big plans this year, you'll want to listen to today's conversation with Krista. I'm not kidding when I say that I already listened to this episode three times. We recorded this a while ago, and although things looked a bit different in terms of gathering and all that fun stuff, Krista is making her summit available virtually. You'll want to listen in until the end to hear her special offer and how you too can attend. Hi, Krista. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. So I would love if you could tell me about your background and how that led you to creating the Lean Out Method. Yeah, absolutely. So I always knew that I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to have a photography business or a jewelry business, I knew it would be something creative. And I ended up about halfway through my college career, deciding if I want to be an entrepreneur, I really better learn how to run a business and how to understand business. I I switched majors, I got my degree in business. And then I ended up getting a job working with a company where I was doing consulting and the company did a lot with lean. And I had never heard of consulting before. I had never heard of lean before. And so it was something that I had just fallen into when I graduated college. And it ended up being this really great experience where I learned so much and I loved working with and consulting with these companies. And then I did go on to launch my jewelry business. And like what happens with a lot of new business owners, I made a lot of mistakes. I overinvested in product. I thought that the things that I loved, everybody would love and I'd sell out of right away. You know, it doesn't always work that way, but we go into it all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and think that it will. And there were just a lot of things that I had done where I scaled my business really quickly, which on the outside looked amazing, but behind the scenes was terrifying because I was drowning in debt and could barely keep things going with the business. And I was really worried I was going to have to go out of business. And at the same time, I had sales reps and everybody else telling me, you need to move production to China. You need to lower your costs. You need to do all of these things or else you're never going to have success with your business. And for me personally, I really loved having my jewelry made by hand in the US. That was really important to me. And I didn't want to move production to China. And the quality of my pieces were amazing. I didn't want to compromise the quality of the pieces. And I think sometimes when we end up in those scenarios, it really forces us to get creative. And I really took a hard look at my business and said, okay, I've got to make some changes here because what I'm doing is not working. I'm going to be out of business soon if I keep doing this. But why is it that all these corporate clients and all these big companies that I'm consulting with, I'm getting them completely amazing results, yet I'm not getting results in my own business? What's different? And it was through really looking closely at that and evaluating what I was doing for them and how I was running my own business that I realized all of those businesses, I was helping them to lean out. I was helping them to implement lean ways of working. And my business was as far from lean as could be. (laughs) And so that's where the lean out method was born is 
I really just look at what am I doing? How am I helping these really big businesses become more profitable and become market leaders and bring products to market faster and really generate this amazing ROI? And here I'm struggling in my own business. And so I took a lot of those practices. I made them really applicable for a small business as opposed to this big multi-billion dollar business. And I started doing it in my jewelry business, then with other fashion oriented businesses. And now today I primarily work with coaches and consultants and entrepreneurs with it. Oh, what an amazing story. Well, what did that look like when you decided to outsource the, you know, the creation of your products? Yeah, that was tough for me because I was, I'm a designer by heart, right? I always handmade my products and I took a lot of pride in that. It was hard enough for me to hire other people to help me make products. But then when I actually hired a company to help me make products, that was, I had a really hard time with that transition. And in hindsight, it was a great decision because it allowed me to scale my business. And I just made sure that I was the one who did 100% of the design. I personally did the quality control because I wanted to really make sure that it stayed with the integrity of a piece that I would have made and that the design itself was the same as something, you know, that I would have done if I had created it with my own hands. And so I found manufacturers in the US. They were pieces that literally were made by hand. They were just made by hand by companies <laughs> that did this all day long and could crank out 10,000 pieces where I could crank out five. And so it ended up being really great. I started off West Coast because everything I did was West Coast, but I live on the East Coast. And over time, I realized this is silly. I'm spending so much time shipping samples and products back and forth. And there's so much weight built into what I'm doing because of the transit time and the expense that I'm paying for shipping that I moved everything over to Rhode Island, which is near where I am. And which for anyone who doesn't know was the you know jewelry manufacturing capital of the world for a long time. Wow. Oh, that's so great. What a great resource. Well, with that in mind, um, what what do you feel was the biggest challenge about making that switch to lean out your business? Oh gosh, it was letting go of all of the things that I thought I was supposed to do. And you can't see me, but I'm saying supposed to in air quotes here <laughs> because I think so often we hear that this is what you have to do to be successful. And these days, I really help people to step into defining their own version of success. But when you're first starting out, you know, it's just what you do, right? You hear these things like, well, if you want to, this is what you have to do. And so you don't even realize that you're listening to somebody. You just are naturally doing it. And at the time I was told, you've got to have somebody manufacture your product. You've got to go to trade shows. You've got to have a sales rep. You've got to do all of these things. And so I did all of those things and it was really expensive. <laughs> I mean, it was a ton of capital investment and unfortunately, it did not sell through the way that I had wanted early on. I got to the point where I had the success that I was looking for in the business, but it did not start there. Okay. I love that there's different methods of achieving you know, success, but sometimes you do have to go through the difficult things and, and do the things that maybe you don't want to do. Like I'm not a fan of setting up a tent and, and promoting and selling things, but I know plenty of people that have done that and now they're you know, very big businesses. So I feel like there's different methods available. And is that something that you're able to tell, like when you're interviewing or when you're talking to somebody to join this program, your lean out method program, are you able to tell what method is going to work best for each individual business owner? Yeah. And so I'll give you a little bit of a tip for kind of all of you listening is 
at the end of the day, the method that is best for you is the one that's best for you. (laughs) And that might sound kind of simple, but what I always start with everybody on is we start with their vision and we get really clear on what are the things that are important to you? What do you want this to be? And what's your real vision? Not the watered down practical version that you say out loud because you won't put voice to the things that you really want. Like, what is it that you really want? What is the vision that you have for your business? What is the vision that you have for yourself? What do you want to be doing? And how do you want that to relate to your business? What are those lifestyle goals that complement your business goals? And then when you think about your customers, what do they want and what do they need? And when you look to the future, how is that different from where you're at today? and what business model and what approach is going to get you there. And I think at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Because like you said, for some people, sure, you could all go set up a tent somewhere and probably come home with, you know, money in your pocket, new customers and grow your business really easily that way. A lot of people do it. But if that isn't right for you, then don't listen to anybody who tells you that's the only way to do it, because there's other ways to do it. And I think that's the key is you have to have that clarity of vision. And to me, when I coach people and consult with people and work with people inside my lean out method, the very first pillar of that is context. And I think the context is critical. You have to know what's important and what's right for you, which starts with that vision, then setting near-term goals, and then making sure that your business model supports that. And that is how you build a business that works for you without getting sucked into all of the shoulds. Okay. Well, which area of business do you feel that most small business owners struggle with? There's two. One is getting that clarity on what they want. I think that's something that sometimes people just don't know what they want or they're so busy and they're so stuck in the weeds of doing what they're doing in their business that they don't really take the time to think about what they want. But the second piece of it is a lot of people honestly are really not good with planning and they might have a vision or they might have goals and then they have a lot of stuff that they do. But the two don't always connect because people don't necessarily know how to take a vision, break it down into goals, take those goals and break it down into the specific things that are actually going to drive results and then make sure that the things that they do on a day to day basis tie back to that. Very often, I find that people either don't have that clarity of vision or they aren't just clear on what's actually important or they don't know how to make it a reality and break that down into the right steps that are going to get them there and get them there quickly without a lot of the waste and fluff and distractions that come at you all day long. Yeah. Well, it seems like a lot of what we tend to do too as small business owners is we do the fun thing as opposed to the thing that's actually going to make the biggest difference. Mm -hmm, Of course. And then the other thing too is, um, like you were saying with the planning, I found that organization, undefined goals, and if you don't have good standard operating procedures, it's so hard to have a good schedule and to really plan out your day and how that's going to look even you know, in the long run when you have a lot of ideas just in your mind, but nothing concretely written down. Agreed fully. And one of the reasons why I think so many people avoid planning is because they probably either had a bad experience with it before, or they think it's going to be this super time intensive, 
super detailed thing that they just dread, right? Especially for all of you who are naturally creative, planning might sound very structured to you and it might not be a natural fit. Whereas I approach planning very differently. I think I blend my right brain and left brain in the way that I teach planning and I call it lean strategic planning, which is part of lean out method. But it's really about planning long-term. You wanna have those high level directional things. You wanna build a long-term roadmap and that should be fun and exciting. Bust out the sticky notes, like bring some color and some fun into it and really just start to look at what do I actually want a year from now? What would that look like? And every, if I break this down into, you know, like four quarters throughout the year, how would this align? What are some fun things I could do? What shows do I want to, you know, be at or which platforms do I want to be on? Or just do that high level, very high level brainstorming. And then your detailed planning is what I call just in time. So I think once you have that long-term vision and you know in a 90-day period what your big goals are and the big things are that you want to do, then every week get detailed about what you're going to do that week and don't commit to what you're going to do on a specific day until that day. That day, plan your day. Obviously, if you have events and things of that nature, those are different. Those go on your calendar. But I find, especially for me, you know, some days I feel really creative. Other days I do not feel creative at all. And it's hard to force creativity on a day that you don't feel creative. And so give yourself that flexibility. Know what's important in a given week. Obviously know what you've committed to in events and such. But beyond that, let yourself choose each day based on your strength and where you know you're going to do really well, what you focus your energy on, so that at the end of the week, you achieve everything that you needed to that's going to help you reach those goals, but you're doing it more dynamically, so you're playing to your strengths. Oh, I love that. And that way you can look back at your week and actually see some things that you actually accomplished instead of looking back and wondering, what did I do all week? <laughs> like I worked really hard. Yes. I probably didn't finish a whole lot of the things that I started. And even the ones I finished, I'm not quite sure why I did them because I did not get any results from them. <laughs> exactly. That's the worst. <laughs> well, I love that your coaching business was developed from your own success. Could you give me another example of a success story where you've helped somebody lean out their business in the beginning and then how that you know transformed into something more profitable? Are you looking for a subscription that the whole family can enjoy? One that will make the dull moments a little brighter? Right now, Skillshare is offering two weeks of Skillshare Premium for free. Here's the reason why I love this platform so much. There are classes in just about every field imaginable. You can take a course on cooking, iPhone photography, mastering Adobe, learning a new skill like drawing, or learning how to play the ukulele. I have my course available on there too. Guess what it's on? making fake cakes. I teach you how to make these fake delicacies that earned me well over $10,000. I've also just released the first of a series on fingerprint drawing. This is a fun class that anyone can try. I have a million more reasons to share with you, but for now, I'll leave you with this. You get two weeks for free to give it a try. Be sure to visit the show notes to take advantage of this offer with my special link. Now back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. And so I do this with big, huge Fortune 50 clients, and I do this with small businesses and entrepreneurs. And I'll share one of my clients 
who I worked with recently. And what we did was we started with a VIP day. So we did a one day, I call it a one day business intensive. And what she was thinking of is, I really want to sell this business in like 10 to 15 years. I'm not sure what's next, but I know that I'm not going to do this forever. I want to make sure that I'm doing the right things now in my business so that it's something I can sell. And here's the amount I think I want to sell it for. And after we worked together, we actually realized that she could sell it for much more. And we changed that. But she wanted that long-term plan, very long-term, so that she knew what it would look like when she sold her business in 10 to 15 years and what she should be doing now to get there. So we spent the day together and we mapped out, we started with her vision and what was important to her and what were her lifestyle goals? How much did she want to work? How much did she not want to work? How much revenue did she want to make? And not just an arbitrary, I want to make six figures, I want to make seven figures, but like how much money did she really want to make in order to live the lifestyle that she wanted and be able to grow her business in the way that she wanted. And so we mapped all of that out And then we created a detailed plan for her first 90 days. And what ended up happening was in the first 90 days, she actually ended up generating more in revenue than she did in all of the prior year. And it was, it was great. But the thing was, we just got really clear on what she needed to focus on. And when we did her vision and we mapped out what was important to her and we mapped out what 10 to 15 years looked like when she wanted to sell the business, it was really easy for us to identify the things that she was doing, the client she was working with and the things that she was investing her time and money in that were not in alignment with that at all. So we cleared a lot of that out, which gave her the time and space to double down on the things that were actually working. And that was how she did it. And what we then did going into Q2 is we did it again, right? So we we cleared all the big stuff out going into Q1, but going into Q2, we then started refining it even further and saying, what can we lean out even more? Now that you've got the big things that weren't working out of the way, how can we amplify the things that are working more and start to you know fine tune and eliminate some other things. And we ended up taking her down from a five-day work week to a four-day work week. She now only works Monday through Thursday. And in Q2, she's generating um, more revenue. I think it's 1.5 times as much as she did in Q1 if everything goes according to how her financials are tracking right now. Wow, what an amazing story. (laughs) I love that you were able to remove a lot of the unimportant things. I feel like that must just take a weight off your shoulders to not have to worry about the same thing every single day that sometimes maybe you're not getting to, but you feel like you should be doing. And the other thing that we did too, and this is something all of you can do, is even if you're not taking something off your calendar, which I highly recommend that you do, because usually there's a lot of things that you invest your time in that aren't actually helping you achieve your goals. But assuming for a moment that everything on your calendar is spot on and something that should be there, if you just simply rearrange your day and structure your days in focus blocks in really smart ways, you can actually get back time without even taking anything off your calendar. And we did this with her too. She did something called power partner calls. So she would meet with different people who would basically be referral partners for her. And she had them scattered all throughout her week. And she was doing podcast interviews scattered all throughout her week. And she was meeting with clients scattered all throughout her week. And so we just simply looked at blocking them. We said, can you just do all of your power partner calls during these two time blocks during your week? 
can you try when you do podcast interviews to do them all on this day? You know, obviously you make exceptions if the person can't do it on that day, but try for that day. And so we just restructured even the existing things on her calendar, gave her back a lot of time. But then when you layer on top of that, getting rid of the things that don't matter, that was how she was able to get a whole day back. Wow. Oh, that's so great. Well, with so many aspects of business from accounting, photography, marketing, it almost seems hard to decide what to focus on. And it's um, so important to have that second pair of eyes to be able to say, you know, these are actually things moving the needle. So let's focus on those things. With with that story, can you explain what the services that you offer look like? And in general, what are the price ranges for those services? Yeah, absolutely. So the one thing that I had done a year and a half ago now is I really wanted to be able to reach more people. And sometimes when you work primarily one-on-one or in group programs, there's only so many people that you can reach. So I introduced a planner. And so I have a 90-day planner, which is called the Lean Out Planner. It's a $50 price point. And one of the um, reviews that I got, I think describes it far better than I ever could, which is it's like carrying around a business coach with you at all points in time. And it's literally the Lean Out method and how to apply the Lean method to your business and how to set your vision and break that vision into goals and break that down into what to do each week and each day and how to leverage focus blocks and all of the things that I teach for those who want to do it completely on their own. You can get that right in the Lean Out Planner. Beyond that, I have a retreat, which is amazing. It's a three-day planning retreat. Um, We do this every January and going into the new year, I'm going to be doing it multiple times per year. And that retreat is uh, $2,500. It's usually in somewhere warm and sunny and tropical in the January (laughs) timeframe. This year, it's going to be in Arizona and really looking forward to that. And it's three days of really deep dive business intensive, where we look at your entire business model, we get really clear on your vision, we reimagine anything that's not in alignment, so that you're setting yourself up for success for the year. And then we actually build your 90 day plan. So you have that clarity coming out of it. And beyond that, I do work with people one on one. So I have my VIP days, which are also 2500. And then private coaching, which is it starts at 5000 for 90 days. But the thing is that, as you mentioned, a lot of this is hard to do on your own. And so I highly encourage all of you to find a coach, find a business bestie if you're not in a place where you can invest in a coach, but find somebody who can give you that outside view and really help you see the things that you can't see because it's really hard to see in your own business where you have waste and where you're spending time on things that don't matter and where you may be able to double, triple, quadruple your results in your revenues if you're just a little bit more focused and really looking at those things that are are going to make a bigger impact than maybe the things that you're doing today. Yes, that makes so much sense. I think that it's all the noise that we hear that it's, you know, you have to do a certain thing that makes it difficult to decide which is the one that I do. (laughs) So I love that you have the ability to take that perspective and really hone in on the things that matter. Do you have an actionable tip for a small business owner that maybe would want to lean out their business, but isn't quite yet ready to hire or go to a retreat? Yeah, absolutely. And so this is, I think, the the single most important thing that you can do as a business owner, and that is get clear on your vision. 
And when I say that, don't worry if you don't have a vision 10 to 15 years from now to sell your business and this big grand thing. It's just a matter of however far into the future as you can see, even if that's only a year, what is that vision? And make sure that you're really clear again on your business, on yourself and your role in the business and your kind of personal lifestyle goals, as well as your customer and what they're going to want over time as well. And just run all of the things that you're doing in your business through the filter of, is it in alignment with that vision? If you can just start there, usually people will find there's a lot of things that they're doing that they don't need to be doing and unapologetically say no to those things that are not in alignment. That will help you to lean out your business. And honestly, it'll help you enjoy what you do a whole lot more anyway. Yes. Oh, that's a great tip. Thank you, Krista. Well, where can we connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. You can find uh, me at leanoutmethod.com. And my jewelry business is chriscara.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Krista. This was so much fun. Thanks so much for having me. Well, there you have it, my friend. Another incredible visionary sharing her insights with the world. I love how Krista simplifies and explains solutions to the many issues that we face as small business owners. Her lean out method is so simple to understand, and I love that she even offers a glimpse of her planner on her site. Krista is offering free shipping to the listeners of the show when you purchase the Lean Out Planner. Be sure to visit the show notes to get her special offer and to sign up for her virtual event. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 